0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Well, it's that time of the week where we browse through the regional papers to see what's been happening right across the island that just may not have managed to hit the headlines. So if there's something that you'd like to add or maybe you want to send a story into us from around the country, lunchtime live at newstalk.com, that's the email breakfast briefing presenter though Shane Beatty, the man who's in early in the morning, actually uh, well, flick him through every single paper out there. Shane, there's loads been happening, but there was one American star that landed on the island this week. He took a DNA sample and I left. Two weeks later, he called me up and he said, I've never, ever, ever had a DNA result like this before. And I've been doing this for 10 years. And I said, what is it? And he said, you are, and this is true, you are 100% Irish. (laughs) Now listen, there's more, hold it. He said, you are 100%. He said, I've never seen a 100% anything. He said, I've been doing this a lot. I've done it with lots of people. I've seen 93.5. I've seen 96.1. I've seen 97. There's no such, no one is 100% Irish. He said, if you go to Ireland, and I looked it up, and it's true, and you get their DNA samples, you will find out that the most Irish-looking
1: people are like 86% Irish, 94% Irish. Yes, yeah, so that's Conan O'Brien in fairness. Yeah. When, when you look at Conan, you're not surprised to hear that he's 100% Irish. Um he seems to be everywhere at the moment. I wasn't that overly familiar with Conan O'Brien. Apparently he's loads of fans in Ireland. So People watch him.
0: I knew nothing about him years ago at all. I went to the States with a friend of mine who was a big fan and we actually managed to get tickets, audience tickets for his show.
1: All right, he's okay. Really is he, good. Is
0: he good? Yeah. He's very good. Yeah, he's he he he, he actually is. Like he's very funny. It's a comedy uh, talk comedy show. Yeah. Um, really interesting. So we went to the live recording in LA of it and it was absolutely brilliant.
1: Because he's, uh, so many Irish people are fans. I keep seeing on social media that he's posing for Mm. selfies with Irish people. He seems to be everywhere at the moment. He's going to be on The Late Late Tonight as well to do interview. Yeah, but the uh, Irish Independent telling us this week that Conan O'Brien, who is a talk show host, as you say, and a comedian, he's touring Ireland in the hopes of tracing his ancestors and as we heard, he's had a DNA test that reveals he's 100%... Irish. Listen,
0: didn't I do a DNA test only last year? I'm only, what, 98% Irish? <laughs> it's amazing. Or 97%. The other 3% of me is Scottish, <laughs> seemingly.
1: He's more Irish than you. Yeah, there so you are. He, um, he's been around the country. So he's done Dublin, Galway, Limerick and Tipperary. The reason why he's here, by the way, he has a new travel show called Conan O'Brien Must Go, where he's mapping out his uh, Irish
0: heritage. So that's the reason he's here. I've definitely been noticing people posting um, photographs with himself all around the country this week yeah Yeah, it's great
1: absolutely and he uh, stopped off in Galbally the village in East Limerick and they said that they had a very famous visitor this Wednesday none other than Conan O'Brien and uh, his great grandfather left that area in the late 1870s so they were going back to see where his house used to be he also visited Cashel in Tipperary to speak to a genealogist as well so this is a classic case I suppose of an American celebrity and we all try and find any links (laughs) to Ireland at all with them
0: um, From Conan O'Brien and his family heritage to another
1: um, another family celebrating their heritage as well what are the Healy raise at? Um, I mean they are like their own political party yeah. at this stage it's incredible so the Kerry man is telling us here that the Healy Ray family certainly know how to kickstart an election campaign they're going to have a dinner dance at the Glen. Love Eagle. it it is the most country <laughs> Kerry thing I've heard of A dinner. I, I want more dinner dances If around. that doesn't make the regional roundup, I don't know what does Exactly so it's going to be on next month and the reason being is that they're celebrating 50 years of the Healy Ray dynasty in Kerry so yeah. Jackie Healy Ray In
0: politics isn't it isn't that Sorry
1: the... in politics yes yeah. so Jackie Healy Ray back in 1973 1974 he was elected to Kerry County Council uh, then elected to the Dáil in 97 Uh, then his son Michael Healy Ray took the reins in 2011 Jackie Senior held a seat on the council in 2003 had to give up the seat because they got rid of the dual mandate where TD sat on the council as well then we have Danny Healy Ray of course who followed his brother into government buildings and three of the uh, grandchildren of Jackie Healy Ray brother and sister Johnny and Maura Healy Ray and Jackie Healy-Ray are now elected councillors as well. So national and local politics yeah. uh, they're dominating in Kerry and Fif- they're having their dinner time.
0: Yeah, 50 years they're, de- they're dead right to market. It's yeah. a, it is a long it's a long tenure and in, in time in politics. And no
1: absolutely. sign of the Healy-Ray name no, going away. From definitely
0: politics. not. Good stuff. Um, what's been going on in Waterford
1: this week? Well, they're very, very excited in Waterford because they're going to be hosting the World Rally Championships and uh, the Independent tells us that rallying clubs, motor enthusiasts and the business community across the southeast are celebrating all week because uh, the World Rally Championships are going to be hosted in the region for one of the three years with Limerick and Kerry hosting the other two years between two uh, 2025 and 2027. It's going to be the largest event ever to be staged in in the region and I am shocked at the TV viewers for this I didn't realise rallying was so popular It's a huge sport yeah. I didn't realise that they're expecting 841 million people to tune mm. in across the world so that's really going to showcase uh, the South East and Waterford in particular Now we do need government funding for this as well right. I'm sure the government will get on board and uh, they still have to decide what years what areas will host what years of it Well
0: actually the President I see of uh, Motorsport Ireland Aidan Harper he's been talking about that as well
1: suppose we had three groups coming up here to Dawson Street this morning, um, all wondering who was going to be the winner and who was going to go home disappointed. Um, The calibre of areas that we were shown last week, uh, the footprints of the certain areas, be it in Tralee, Limerick or Waterford, were absolutely incredible, which made our job really, really tough. Um, And then in consultation with the WRC promoter, we just rethought the the situation and said, why not, if we have three areas of excellence, why not award it to the three areas over a three-year period?
0: Absolutely, good idea. Uh, what about um, this solar farm they're building in Meath?
1: Yes, yeah, so the ESB are doing this. It's their first multi million euro solar farm in Meath. They've announced plans to begin construction work on it. It's going to cost 13 million euro. It'll be located to the southeast of Ashburn, and they reckon that that will have the capacity to power over. 2,000 homes. And of course, there's this big drive for clean energy and renewable energy. So, this is one of the ways that they are doing it. It's going to be the Bullstown solar farm and uh, construction uh, getting underway over the coming weeks. Now, people will be wondering as well uh, is there going to be sort of community gain with this? So, what the ESB is saying is that once the Bullstown solar farm becomes operational, there will be a community benefit fund made available in order to distribute grants to local or organisations. So it'll be used for the wider economic, environmental, social and cultural well-being of the local community. Remains to be seen though how locals in the area will react to that sometimes when some of these Mm. uh, wind farms or solar farms are put in. There can be local objections, so we'll see.
0: This story now, I only caught the headline of this during the week and I'm really interested in it. Sligo, it's been ranked below the national average level of
1: yeah, affluence. Which, Go kind of, on, it kind of bucks the trend because other areas aren't the same. So, the Sligo champion here tells us that Sligo is marginally below the national level of affluence. This is according to a Pubble Deprivation Index. Now, that index. Uh, I found that there was a nationwide improvement in things like employment and population growth and in other parts of the country going back to what we'd seen in 2006. However uh, for Sligo they're marginally below the national average so they look at things like educational attainment, employment status and how many people live in individual households mm. and 310 areas, small areas in Sligo, that's between 50 and 200 households in those areas were indexed leading to the development of a Map of the relative affluence and disadvantage so I assume something will have to be looked at locally in Sligo to see why I, it's booking the trend
0: I would absolutely like it. and I, I've spent an awful lot of my life in Sligo mm. um, Ballyshannon is you know extremely close we're in close proximity to Sligo it's where we would have shopped it's where I went to school I went to boarding school there for a while I spent all my summers there as well um, sailing in, in in Ross's Point and I can tell you I would not have thought like, I would describe Sligo as being a very affluent area. Yeah, that's interesting. Have you tried to buy, a, t- talk to anybody about house prices in Sligo recently?
1: <laughs> I saw one like, of them... Um, on, I'm stunned by this. On a TV show the other day, Mark Feely's old houses for sale in yeah. Sligo with quite a decent... But the Westlife, I, I can't get over this. <laughs> Not all, not everything's to do with Westlife.
0: Though, I know, well, country. it isn't Sligo. <laughs> um... Great story about three, these
1: three pensioners and Kerry. That's amazing. I must give these women a follow on social media. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going back to Kerry for this story. The Kerry man tells us that age is no barrier. Uh, and this is certainly being proven by three Kerry sisters who are also pensioners. They are Breda Hurley, Miriam Moriarty Owens and Anya O'Callaghan. And they have a Facebook page called Johnny's Cottage. They've over 34,000 followers. And uh, because of their popularity, they recently sto- so, uh, held a sold-out show in one of Kerry's most iconic so what pennies. do they do so uh, the sisters go live a few times a week on Facebook and they share things like skits they have the chats give a bit of advice as well do some cooking and just have the crack really good morning everybody this is my thought for today you get up you dress up and you show up and have a fabulous day
0: bye bye get up dress up and show up i, mean, I absolutely yeah. love it so it's advice. like a little it's like a kind of a youtube channel of yeah it's it's instagram Piece to camera videos.
1: Going live, yeah, particularly on Facebook. Um And it started out during the pandemic. A lot of people did this during the yeah. pandemic. Um And apparently they've gone from strength to strength amazing since. And they had their show on the road and they uh, went on stage in Tralee last Saturday night for a women's Christmas special. Perfect. And the guest of honour was Dahi O'Shea. As brilliant. Well, so ah, brilliant. Good fan. stuff.
0: Um The 21-year-old Louth Man. Carving out a new career for himself.
1: Literally carving out a new career for himself. So this is in Louth and the Argus tells us that Ryan Phillips from uh, Omeath in North Louth is carving out a new career for himself because what he's doing is he's using a chainsaw to create stunning pieces of artwork. So old tree stumps, poles, telephone poles. Now, I didn't realise that this is very, very popular in parts of the world. So chainsaw carving, very popular in Canada and in North America, uh, but also very popular in places like Japan as well. I would recommend people check out his stuff because it's absolutely What is Is he on
0: Instagram or where can people find out about him?
1: He's his own website as well. So his name is Ryan Phillips and his business is called Rootsman Carving, uh, and but he says he fell into chainsaw carving by accident a year ago last Christmas. Panicking, uh, he hadn't got a present for his dad. Saw the chainsaw what? in the shed and carved his father's face in a piece of wood. Oh, yeah.
0: So, just so, so is he making like little bits of furniture from? You know, see, the really nice crafty.
1: Yes. Yeah, tables, pieces, pieces yeah. More so artwork I think you oh, describe lovely. it as but it must is have a an incredible talent um, particularly using the chainsaw not easy to create art out of it no. so well done to him
0: Shane Beattie as always thanks a million for bringing us all of the stories that maybe just didn't make the national headlines this week but absolutely deserve a mention if you want to flag anything that's been happening, happening in your area with us drop me an email lunchtimelive at newstalk.com Lunchtime Live with Andrea
1: Gilligan